just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 97 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode Night. Season 5, Episode 9. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. (laughs) So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 9. For tonight, you're only here to know... Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. I've had a good week. I was buzzing after podcasting last week. I really enjoyed the watch along. It was great to see our Ravens again. It's great to be back. It's great to see you. I spend all that time talking to you as well because, you know, you're my best mate and it's great to just chat. So I'm That's nice. super happy to be back podcasting. How about you, my friend? I have that on record now. I'm playing that. That's my ringtone. <laughs> I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, I really. What people maybe don't know is for the last two weeks we just spend like an hour just ourselves talking without recording, and it's really nice. And we actually are a lot more serious and sensible <laughs> when we have these like you know life advising. They're more like they're like therapy, ranting, venting, sharing sessions. Uh, it's nice. So I appreciate you, ma'am. Yeah, and you too, buddy. I mean, it's a good opportunity for us to get just some stuff off our chest, isn't it? Or like things that are going on and we maybe want to, like a different set of eyes on it, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, we we talk to each other all the time and get advice from each other and it's nice. I enjoy it. I love it. I love our little chats. For sure. And tonight there is like a plethora of <laughs> topics to dissect and scrutinize and we're going to look at them through our human eyes and decide whether Peyton we need to euthanize you and me the people we will decide that's all I've got I would have called me sympathize after euthanize that would have been my sympathize euthanize Talking about Lindsay's chunky thighs, you know, that kind of thing. Give me the staff like Moses and I could move the tide. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have. Lindsay's never going to be Lucas's bride. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) And you know what? Because he likes... He likes his little piece of Peyton on the side. Exactly. And she's had two mamas that died. <gasps> Cremated the ashes they fried. Tears, her face, she cried. <laughs> It'll all be okay. Her friends, they lied. 
Psycho Derek in the basement. Her hands he tied. Food in the face she pied. (laughs) (sighs) Fell down the stairs, thrown by Psycho Derek. She didn't glide. She ran, but she couldn't hide. To kill Derek, she tried. So there we have it. How did we? How did we do? I think we were. I think that was pretty offensive to any Peyton every, fan. Every fucking level. It was freestyle, people. You can't judge a freestyle. So, Dom, I have actually a very serious life question. I, I want to ask you. Okay, um, which I means kind of start, it won't be serious at all. But I'm ready for it. I tried to pose it to you in a voice note earlier today. We're moving into the autumn winter months. It's getting cold. Yeah. I I love wearing shorts. I'll wear them as much as I can. I enjoy the breeze on my legs. I enjoy the freedom. Um <laughs> but it's not an option anymore. It's getting cold. And if I'm out of the house, if I'm doing anything, you know, errands or any, you know, work or whatever, I have jeans on. Mm -hmm. I'm a jeans and a hoodie kind of guy, you know, maybe a Patagonia puffer jacket. Like I draw the line there. That's pretty much it. But my problem is, is 90% of the time I work from home. So I'm just either at home working or I'm out, you know, walking, walking Luna or, you know, doing stuff with, with my son. And like now it's great. He's, I take him to soft play all the time and he's able to access all of these things. So, you know, we're out a lot. My problem is I want to be wearing comfortable trouser wear, but I don't want to be wearing joggers like sweatpants, like with big Adidas and Nike signs on because like, as my dad would maybe say, I don't want to look like a toe rag, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I want to look presentable. But I want that comfort. Mm. Like, what does it exist? Can you wear like a, is there some sort of new age, modern sort of sweatpant jogger that looks a bit more like a presentable trouser? Like I could actually be walking around. I could go to the post office and I still look like, oh, that's a guy with a job and a wife and a, and a kid, you know, and a mortgage. Not like... Oh, who's this guy? Is he about to rob me? You know, <laughs> just this teenager. Yeah, has he got a Stanley knife in his pocket? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Is does it exist? And maybe I mean, I'm not exactly a fashion anything. So, like, would is does it exist? I think so. I think there's options out there. I think there's there's comfortable like expandable trousers you can get but that's like the wrong material that's not what you're after you're after the the nice sort of soft warm inside you know a bit fluffy Mm. kind of keeping you going you know through the winter kind of stuff and i think it i think it's possible you know what i've got to go shopping tomorrow because you know between meetings at work so i've got a meeting quite early with my thursday post podcast hangover which is yeah last week was tough we we've missed i've missed that for four weeks and last week was like is like fell off the wagon and i was smashed you know you're fresh on the relapse absolutely what i'll do i'll pop in like this sounds like a job for m&s if anything so i'll pop into m s really quickly okay 
and I'll investigate and I'll maybe send you some pictures uh, of what I what I find. How does that sound? It sounds good. I think my my only slight fear with MS is um they're kind of the market they're targeting for for our international listeners is probably like anyone aged 50 and above. I mean, let's just call it where it is. They it's good for a shirt and a pair of trousers, but casual wear they're aiming at our dads. Am I wrong? I no, I think you're right. I think you're right, but I think there's you, you know areas where they try and young it up a bit. Okay. But, but casual wear maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have a look anyway. Like maybe I'll, I'll look at Sainsbury's, but Sainsbury's men's section is fucking awful. It's dreadful. It's just the options are so shit. You've got an entire clothing section and literally 75% of it is women's wear. Yeah, that's a fact. You got about 15% that's kids and then the rest is men's. Probably less. It's shit, mate. Honestly, it's so shit for men. Shopping I they I used to like getting uh the odd t-shirt from Sainsbury's. They do like a Christmas Coca-Cola themed t-shirt. I was all about that. You yeah, know, you, get you wear the... it once, it shrinks and you never think of it again. Exactly. You get the Coke lorry yeah. on there and like, you know, you're good to go, aren't you? The Coke truck's out. Great. It's Christmas. That'll be out. I'll probably be on the shelves now. Yeah, I've seen some Christmas stuff Christmas already. Confectionery's yeah. out. So but here's the here's just a, a, a caveat or a footnote for when you're researching for me tomorrow, which is such a lovely thing to do. But uh, I quite like tight fitting on the bottom, on the, because <laughs> because I like wearing baggy stuff on top. Like I like baggy hoodies and stuff. So to uh, what's the word contrast the shape of what I'm wearing, I like to go skinny tight on the bottom. So then it's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah, the, yeah. the shape. We get you a pair um, of jeggings. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> do you want to explain jeggings in case that's like a UK thing? No, I think that's global, isn't it? That's universal. I think so. Okay. Yeah. The jean leggings, right? Right. Okay. Just okay. Okay. Mock jeans that are actually leggings jeggings yeah i think that's a thing across the world because i actually i actually said to f earlier because obviously you know f is a yoga teacher and um but also a lot of women that do yoga and things they'll wear like the yoga pants which is like you know tight to the legs and but then they'll wear like a like a baggy jumper or a hoodie or something mm. so i basically want to dress like a yoga teacher yeah. for men <laughs> and i said to f i was like do they i just want like yoga pants but for men and uh but i not that tight not that tight i want to be like i've walked into the bank and they they will look at me <laughs> Rather than put the shutters down. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than there's a side and alarm going off yeah. underneath the counter. He's 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 got he's got a piece under there. He's carrying. They come in and they go, Oh my god, baggy joggers and a baggy hoodie? No. <laughs> if one of those were tight, it would be okay. But not I, both. I think he used to have a line in his eyebrow. <laughs> At several. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I tried to do it myself once and I just went too far, so I just had to just shave off the last third oh, of my no. eyebrow. Oh, no. Oh, dear. 
Well, okay. Well, so thank you for your research. If there's anyone else out there that's uh, that has any ideas as well, feel free to to let us know. What about like Gymshark? I mean, big brand it's now. So interesting you say that big brand right because that gets served to me industry term f taught me that like when you get the adverts it's called being served your adverts um so i like i like referring to it as that like they're being given to you on like a platter i get served that all the time on instagram mm. um but i never i don't know that brand i but it sounds to me like it's like a towie thing you know like an only way is essex which for uh Oh, international listeners is like the real housewives of Orange County. It's like the British version of that, right? Worse. <laughs> Much worse. But I, no, I, I don't think it is. Like, literally, the guy that so the guy that started Gymshark... Oh, let's go. It's just History. This, just this solo... This, this guy, I think he's from Yorkshire or something like that, who went to the gym all the time, wanted something sort of comfortable to wear, but like decent active wear. And decided to start his own range, started his own range and uh, put it online. And the first day that he put stuff online, he actually had to shut his website down. That's how popular it became. Wow. Um, and he, he just... So it's a decent brand. It's a, it, it went global, like, stupidly fast. Oh, it's not just UK. This no, is, like, no, all over the world. Yeah, yeah, global brand. Went global stupidly fast. And I, I think he wasn't expecting it at all. And like he didn't expect the sales to, that he was getting in the in the like first day of the website to to like ever happen, and like I said, he had to turn turn everything off and put everything is out of stock until he could rebuild stock and then turn the website back on again. And you know he's he's done incredibly well for himself for for selling activewear basically. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations to him. Well, I guess my question though is like I hate the gym. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. so but. Like I hate it. Yeah. Like, I hate. I'm passionate. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like well, we've been over this before. I'd much rather play sport and be mm. exercising and enjoying what I'm doing. But hey, I'm nothing against people going to the gym. It's just not for me. Uh, you hate the gym too. Um, I yeah, I tend to hate the other people in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> of course she do yeah. of course that's what you <laughs> but there's there's the there's the gym shark like joggers the, does it like say gym shark on it like it and does it look like it's for the gym because what i'm saying is i want something where i'm just i could be walking around sainsbury's and people think there's a respectable member of our community yeah not like is that is that a teenager yeah I, they they do they would have the logo on it so that it would look like gym wear like active wear so i'll, I'll look i'll look in m&s if i need to i'll pop to next it's opposite i'll have a wee little look in there a see, wee looking next a wee looking next see what's going on i've i don't really like next very much but i'll give it a Who go does? i'll have a little look around i would say tk max but you're basically asking me to go to a jumble sale you roll a dice. I mean, yeah, exactly. You could walk out with a fucking teapot. Do you know what I mean? That you didn't yeah. want, but for some reason you got it. And they say it's cheap, but it's not. It's not. I it's so I was expensive. about to say. I was about to say. You got more. You you could find the lost city of Atlantis in um 
TK Maxx. It's not a funny joke. I didn't say it. But what it made me think of is... This is a slight tangent, but I think you'll enjoy where it's going. When I had this uni placement in the second year of uni, and I this is like the, the placement in a primary school that broke me, and um, I changed my degree and all this stuff. This was the same time of... Uh, Hi, everybody. Let's do art. And I was eating chips from the chip shop every day and basically gave myself a hernia. But the... <laughs> Such a good story. <laughs> eat those emotions. Eat them. Douse them in vinegar and salt and eat them. But when I was part of when I knew that this just wasn't for me or I was too immature to be doing this was I was driving back from like this hour long drive from the school back to a, like the uni uh, house or whatever that I was living in. And... um <laughs> I had this line in my head that I was like, I was started like freestyle rapping in my head, some lyrics. And I spent the whole drive so excited that I was like making rhymes off of this thing. And that I wanted to just get back and write it down because I was like so excited about it. Um, and it was terrible, but that was what I was like. That was what I was happy about in that moment not any of the other thing and i can remember it to this day is only like about 10 lines and the first line has the lost city of atlantis in it would you like to hear my rap verse the only rap verse that i've ever that i ever wrote would you like to hear him i, I would yeah definitely i'm not gonna rap it i'll just speak it okay and um Hopefully, remember, I was 20 at this point, and I was very immature, so think of me as, like, 14. <laughs> 14, gotcha, right. Okay, so... Oh, God. <laughs> You're embarrassed. He's gone shy. <laughs> this very, very well might be being edited out. Okay, my nickname at the time was Skibbers. So it was, it's Skibbers, the praying mantis that will knock you off the atlas like the lost city of Atlantis. I'm tatless. I've got hat hair, but I'm hatless. <laughs> you look like you belong in your pampers while I smoke enough weed to fill up Yogi Bear's hampers. Wait, next slide. <laughs> right. uh, taking this rap game by the antlers and opening the doors to mainframes like raptors. Jurassic Park. Um, last lines. Because I move like a panther... Spread like a cancer. Ooh. Fuck all the banter. I would fuck up Santa if he called me a wanker. <laughs> Honest feedback? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I'd like to know what your favourite line was. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I quite like the hat hair, but I'm hatless. Mm-hmm. Bit mm-hmm. that was interesting. I can appreciate that as well. True to this day. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> well, I should put a hat on just to pretend I, I had a hat on. <laughs> um, and then filling up Yogi Bear's hampers with as who, who's wearing pampers? Who's wearing pampers? Are you saying I'm wearing pampers? <laughs> Whoever's listening is wearing <laughs> pampers. You're all wearing yeah. pampers. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I reckon well, if you because, were... It's because you just shit yourself with how good my rapping was. Well, you absolutely. had to have pampers on. Absolutely. I think I think if you were to work on it now, as Simon the 35-year-old, there would, right. be, there would be some edits. I mean, I wouldn't want to... I love Santa more than any fictional character, so I really wouldn't... Sure. I wouldn't ever want to mess up Santa, but it just rhymed with wanker. banter and wanker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I the mean... point... It's terrible. The point of the story was, was it was that I was more excited about that than I was about the prospect of teaching and that should have told me everything i needed to know that i was not ready to be doing something like that but i don't think hardly anybody is there's so much pressure that gets put on like 19 20 year olds where if you saw a 19 or 20 year old now out outside with their gym shark joggers on or whatever you you'd think of them as like a kid right like not mm. an adult like not like a kid kid but it's like they're not gonna go and like we put too much pressure on them they need to just live life for a bit get some experience at a low level don't give them tons of responsibility yeah definitely i mean like teachers these days just if you go into a classroom and you've got a 21 year old teacher you're like jesus you're not you're not experienced enough to teach anyone anything you know it's crazy isn't it but that's the expectation that's like they go they study they go come straight out of a classroom to go and teach a classroom. It's it's crazy, but we could actually loop that into this episode because there's something that like I really wanted to talk about in particular with one character who appears in this episode that I was not expecting, that I was so happy about. So oh, he raps, pleased. Yeah, he has a little rap as well, but he's the only one that has a realistic job for their age group. Yes. <laughs> Yes. He's the only one that has a realistic job for their fucking age group. It's nuts. (laughs) You know. That's a great call. And what's funny about that is they're looking... So we're talking about Tim, obviously. He comes in as the pizza guy. So for anyone that's, you know, catching up, this is the library episode where they all get trapped in the library and then Peyton's just a horrendous, horrendous bitch to Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) To everyone. At one point, she gets hungry. So, um, but yeah, so you're right. He he comes in as a pizza boy, and they're kind of almost they don't say it, but you can tell they're kind of looking down on him. Maybe as like, oh, you didn't make it. You know, you, you you're not doing very well or whatever. You're mm-hmm. a pizza boy. That's kind of the implication I think we're supposed to have. And uh, but yet, you're totally right. He's actually doing what you're supposed to do you're supposed to have some like shitty jobs Mm -hmm. for a while uh and then like you said a few episodes ago and then you find your way 
and then get into a career that you like and then you work your way up you don't just start at here's my record label here's my you know fashion label i know i know that brooke worked her way up but you know it takes it takes time like you and i are in our careers and you know fortunate to be like well established and whatever but it took us all of our 20s and beyond you know to to get there right uh, and I mean, we're still going yeah i mean even the the job that i'm doing now and the 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 career that i have now is completely different from what i was doing in my 20s because i hadn't even thought of it i only thought you know i only had got offered this opportunity to to do what i'm doing a year and a half ago you know maybe a bit more than that you know because of interviews and all of that but yeah so about two years ago i was like just doing the same shit job right and it took me into my 30s to get a job that i'm you know i love i enjoy i really really do enjoy my job i really like it i love everyone i work with um and feel so appreciated for the first time yeah you feel valued so long exactly and it's brilliant and it makes me enjoy my job and I, i like working i like working you know not many people say that in this world do they not many people say i love what mm. i do but i actually genuinely love what i do so for sure mm. yeah and tim probably loves pizza like i feel like he's a guy that loves pizza exactly exactly but yeah exactly the the the, the ladies all kind of with the exception of mia mia's kind of the exception because she's kind of out of that loop but the the, the three that know him um particularly they all look down on him a little bit and it, it seems mm-hmm. a bit unfair whereas he's the only one who is fulfilling any sort of realistic life or point of view because the, a, a very very small percentage and i'm gonna say even lower than one percent of people that are that age bracket let's say 18 to 21 22 are that successful whereas well, yeah in, in tree hill it's 90 percent it's mental <laughs> Well, even if you took it like um, the other way around, just like adults in general of any age, the percentage of people that work jobs that are more at the level of, you know, like pizza delivery people or waiters, waitresses, whatever, compared to like CEOs of companies, you know, the vast majority of people work regular jobs. It's only the minute people a percentage of people that work these super elite jobs you could say skills job is maybe uh like he's the assistant coach you know i was actually thinking when watching this episode you know it would have been nice it would have been nice if skills was the head coach and lucas was the assistant coach because lucas has got a writing career so mm. it could be cool that he's like his assistant coach but it's more like of a more of a part-time thing and he is, uh, you know, his writing is uh, like his main kind of focus. And skills gets to be like the main coach. Oh, that, that could have been a cool switch round. Or if um, skills was the head coach, Nathan was the assistant coach part time. Mm-hmm. And Lucas wasn't even in anywhere near because he can inspire fucking anything. It was all his... I'd- in speech, I don't like awful. it. Yeah, oh. I don't like his attitude. So of, angry. Uh, good teams win at home. So angry. You know, 
Why are you so angry? You're supposed to be inspiring these children. You're supposed to be building them up. You're you're basically the same fucking age. Uh, but I and I don't understand the perspective of it because that is not the coaching that he ever responded to. He responded to Whitey with showing him kindness and grace. Like when Whitey used to let like Jake turn up late for practice because Jake had you know like these little nuances and Whitey would be hard and harsh but it was always done with sort of a tongue-in-cheek kind of I'm teaching you some wisdom at the same time there was always a lesson behind it right where what this feels like is that Lucas uh is insecure of his position within the Ravens and uh coaching and is overcompensating by being a douchebag and treating Mm. them poorly yeah I mean he's He's actually vile. He's actually horrible. I wouldn't want to play for him. If I was Q, I'd have been like, "Fuck you! I'll go. And, I'll go to another school and play there. I don't. I don't care. Well, I'll, I'll take up football because you're that much of a dickhead." Do you know what I mean? He's honestly, he's so uninspiring, incredibly rude, and just awful. His speech is just dreadful, and it made me think, "Christ, I'm not hyped up to play at all. I just think, what's the point? You're just a knobhead." Well. Let's pause that for for a second because we're going to be joined by our first Raven carer. So let's let her in to the podcast. Hey, Hello. hey, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? Not bad, good. thank you. How's things? Things are good place is looking good i see you're getting a few more of the you know intricacies going on getting some of the who wait who are your pop funkos behind you those are gilmore girls so rory lorelei and suki excellent nice nice nice. and you wait and i you who did you say you were gonna take i said we're like of the of the pop funkos that i have you you had your eye on one of them right I don't think I said which one. I just asked if I could have one if I saw you at the airport. <laughs> I didn't pick one in particular. <laughs> I don't even remember which ones you have. Uh, who have we got? We've got Karen. We've got Haley. Brooke. I don't know if I could let go of Deb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, skills, Nathan. Uh yeah, Dan. They're all there. Whoever, whoever you want, whoever, whatever mood you're in that day, <laughs> you take them. Kara's gonna want Lucas. Are you giving up, Lucas? Because oh, I don't know. I don't know. I might. I might struggle to give up all of them, minus Peyton. But the uh... <laughs> Peyton's, <laughs> I'm joking. Peyton's already gone. <laughs> On the way to the airport, trash can. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, though this is a very tough episode for Peyton, it's going to be very hard yeah. to remain neutral. Uh, Kara, we we've we've barely touched anything of this episode. Um, <laughs> we're saving it all here for you now. This is such a great episode to talk about. If every episode was in this format, the pod- podcasting would be made so simple because the majority of it is in is in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose this episode? Like, why why did you want to cover this one? Yeah, I think it's a fun episode. Like, there are terrible parts and great parts. 
And so I think I thought it would be fun to talk about. Um, I think it's one of my favorites in the se- in the season, probably because there's so much interaction with so many characters or the key characters. Um, plus Mia, I like Mia a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, I think well, she makes uh, this in, episode. <laughs> yeah, I, well, lots. We'll have lots to say. Lots to say on that. But before we get there, Dom, you have your questions. I do. Yeah, absolutely do. I, I'd actually forgotten. <laughs> That's how good I am at this. So we'll go. For, I'll go through the questions like I do every week. Uh, I'll give my answers as we go through, and then you guys have the opportunity to give your answers too. But uh, we'll make Simon go first. So, Kerry, you have a bit of time to, you know, think it over. Uh, and also, yours don't have to be related to the episode. They could be related to anyone and anything that we've seen up until now. And the same for you, Simon, as well. But mine are always related to the episode. So, question number one. If you had to start a band with any one of the main characters, who would it be? If any of the main characters, sorry, who would it be? Maximum two. And I put, of course, Tim. Um, what uh, would your band name be? And I put Glorious Return. That would be our <laughs> band name. And if Peyton was uh, to be your manager and organising your rider, what one thing would you demand at each gig? And I put pizza with no mushrooms, extra sausage. So there you go. Nice. That's nice. mine. So Simon, what about you? So if you were starting a band with any of the characters, who would it be? I really need to think about this beforehand because I I always forget also. Um, I'm going to say Tim, and though we didn't see him, his son Nathan, because that was a great great call. Fantastic that he's called Nathan. Absolutely fantastic. And what would your band name be? I'm going to call it Raven Pizza Party. I like it. I like it. R double P and we'll also have pizza on our rider and lots of sun kissed, but the pizza will just be plain cheese because nice. I'm vegetarian, but also sometimes it's not, you know, they say if you're going to judge a pizza place, you have to just order the margarita. Like this is the purest form of pizza. And that's how you can really taste, you know, the quality of that pizza. Excellent. Well, there you go. Fantastic. I like your answers. And uh, we'll just move on from that very quickly. <laughs> Thanks. And... Thank, thank you. Thank you, Dominic. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You can come back next week, uh, maybe. And what about you, Kara? If you were to start a band with any of the cast, uh, past or up till now, who would it be? I mean, I'm going to pick Mia. Uh, oh, the band name thing is hard. <laughs> I'm not real. I'm not a real creative person. Uh, maybe the sarcastic crew to include as a theme for this episode. Anyway, I like it. That's that's <laughs> perfect because she is top of the sarcasm tree in this episode <laughs> all the way through. And if you were to have one thing on your rider that Peyton's organising for you at each gig, what are you going to have? I mean, I can't do better than pizza, so I'm just going to claim that as well, but mine is pepperoni only. I don't do... I'm like the opposite of a vegetarian. I don't do vegetables. I just want meat. (laughs) Yeah. 
Fantastic. Excellent. Well, wow. great choices as well. Pizza all round. I like it. We love it's like a Domino's party already. <laughs> Who doesn't love pizza? It's the best. <laughs> well, okay, so there's a this episode I feel like it's maybe the most memorable from from this season it feels like to me and there's there's ones that I'm forgetting the the first episode of season 5 is super memorable because you're like whoa all these changes and <laughs> where has everybody landed but this one is so memorable because it's so mean like so mean <laughs> but it also has like some breakfast club vibes in a way you know everyone sort of being trapped together and in in the school but I think it's interesting that you picked out Mia uh, Kara, because I think they really change her character in this mm-hmm. episode for us to sort of she is acting as us as the audience and sort of weaving in between these characters and asking the questions and making the comments that you think you you know you would make because they've had all such crazy you know lives up until this point, but she's really the confidence is really um progressed because she was so shy before mm-hmm. so it's quite it is nice to see her in that in that way is that what what you like about her is how she sort of come out of her shell in this episode yeah i think that's part of it is you actually get to begin to see who she really is i think in this episode on her own with people more her people she would hang out with um she's a little bit younger i think i don't know that we know that for sure but seems like um but yeah she says all the things you would love to say and she really is kind of like the outside looking in on this group that have been there together for so long and pointing out the reality to them of their situation um and she does it in a great way like it's not mean uh, super sarcastic, but not like in a mean way. And it's just kind of more of a fun. I think it actually brings more fun to the episode. If she weren't there, I don't think it would be the same. Yeah. She's like the comic relief. Uh, what, what did you, what did you think Dom? I mean, we had actually commented, maybe it's foreshadowed that we thought that she might smell. And in fact, people think she might smell like feet. So bang on the money as always for you. 100%. Yeah, she looks like she smells good. Well, she's borrowing Peyton's clothes, isn't she? So that's right. that's the only reason she she's a bit stinky. Um <laughs> but uh again, she she had did seem a lot more confident um and it's kind of maybe that's because she's more comfortable uh, comfortable with the people that she's hanging around with now. Uh, she's kind of made a music video. She's done a live show now when she opened up tr- the trick night um, a few episodes ago. So maybe that boost in confidence is really helping and is pushing her to that, that new level, which is great. And it's great to see. And in this episode, she was a lot funnier. She was sort of given a lot more lines and, and I think was there to kind of break up the tension as well. And, and, and did that quite well. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on between Lindsay and Peyton. So much happening. And Brooke and Haley are doing kind of an awful job of kind of separating that and making that not a thing and just saying, you know, stop this now, that's enough. Um, and and they, I don't think they push it hard enough. Haley maybe. Haley's not too bad, but, but Brooke's a bit, bit useless, I think, at, at that. Um, but, it, yeah, it's really good when Mia just kind of looks at Haley and is like, 
you, you know you produce a brilliant record and then just start saying nice things about it and it's just <laughs> like where the hell did that come from and it just just completely throws them all off so then they then start being nice to each other i mean it does then build to you know the the real nastiness from from Peyton in at that point but you know she she has those good moments of of breaking up the tension i think throughout this episode yeah for sure i i mean before we get to the the super nastiness um i i would have to say that though that mia starts kind of catty like with she's sided with Peyton you know of like oh just remind me who it is that we're going to be hating Mm -hmm. on and you know and sort of playing along to an extent when Peyton's saying when Lindsay's having like a panic attack about being claustrophobic and Peyton's like what about you Mia are you okay that you know like taking the piss is taking the piss an American term is that British or is that universal? I think I've heard it. I don't know. Mostly, that? mostly British. What would be <laughs> the American equivalent of that? Just like uh, making light of the situation, <laughs> um, but in a mean way. But in a mean way, and and you know, Mia's kind of like rolling her eyes too. But I think you can kind of blame that on her age to sort of go on the back of what you were saying carer of being we think that she's probably what like maybe 19 something like that so a bit more like teenage more easily led by groups but in the end she does come good and makes that change like you said dom with just putting all that positive energy all that positive energy out dom did you did the music video get you at the beginning I did it confuse you when she, then she like breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera. I, I thought, oh my God, it's going to be one of those episodes where it's like just random musical interlude and there's just going to be absolutely no point. And then it's like, and cut. I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay, good. I can live. Oh, that's, that's good. That saved it for me. And uh, yeah, it, it, it had caught me out initially and I was like, what is happening? Why are they, oh, they're all looking up at the same time. And they're all going to start joining in and she's looking at their camera and she's singing and it's weird. And Haley's pretending to teach because we know that she can't and doesn't. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just, yeah, there was the, the nice sort of cut moment. So that was good. Uh, I mean, it happens at the end where they always end up singing the same song as well. That I'm not a fan. It was of that. odd. It was an odd moment. I'm not a fan of that sort of thing. There's, there's no, there's no place for that in, in <laughs> One Tree Hill. It's not a musical let's 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 not let that happen the chances of that happening the chances of me being here (laughs) randomly and singing a song and you at exactly the same time singing the same song where you are and and Kara exactly where she is singing the song at exactly the same time where she is is impossible okay wait wait let's test it okay (laughs) everyone think of a song in your head Okay. Does everyone have one? Don't say what it is. Okay. On free, we're all going to start singing. If you don't feel comfortable singing, you can just say the lyrics at the same time. If they all match up, then someone out there has to give us a million pounds. Don't question it. They just have to do it because the realms of that happening, do we agree to the terms? If we all sing the same bit, someone has to give us a million pounds each. Agree? Yeah, sure. I agree. 
If it doesn't work out, then we just move on. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. We don't are want the champions. Oh, we should have done that. <laughs> we we should have done that. We missed the trick there, didn't we? Were you singing Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I was. I was on Mamma Mia. Oh, if we were going, you know, Mamma Mia. Oh no, here we go. Oh, that is. That's Mama what Mia. I was doing. <laughs> Uh, what am I thinking of Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, Mama. Mama. <laughs> you did We Are the Champions and yeah. Kara did the smartest one of be. all, which we should have done. <laughs> and then we would have all been millionaires. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, Gavin DeGraw has been dropped from season five. So <laughs> He has. Okay, well. We'll try it again one day. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna randomly message you both on like Instagram yeah. and just be like, "I started singing this. Were you singing this at the same time?" And you'll both be like, "Yeah, yeah I'm just so weird. It just happened." Who do we contact about our money? <laughs> Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk on a couple little touch points before we delve further into the library. Like a couple little points, like Nanny Carrot, Nanny Nanny Carrie. Uh, is out. She said she's gonna leave, right? Saving her own skin there, S- saving Nathan's a little bit, but mostly saving her own skin. Oh, do we? Are we gonna see her again? Uh, she hasn't gone. She yet. Done? It's just like two weeks' notice, isn't it? She hasn't gone. She's not disappearing. Or is okay. she? I I don't think she. We haven't seen. Look, there has to be a moment where we see some sort of weird shrine or something awful has got to happen with nanny carrie and nathan like or or that family in particular something has got to happen because it's not over psychotic characters like that don't just disappear they don't just go oh i i made a mistake by kissing your husband and now i'm gonna do him a favor and i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna disappear she's gonna she's gonna lip, lip, she's gonna lip bite off into the sunset yeah <laughs> she's away no it doesn't it doesn't work like that in these types of programs so she might go oh you know here's my two weeks notice and I, I, i'm gonna be disappearing soon um and then eventually go but she'll either still be lingering or she'll like appear at night lingering nathan like wake up and see thinks he sees her and like be scared and it's she then they look around and she's not there you know or something she's got like a key to the house still there'll be something weird she'll do something crazy she'll do something crazy you just know it like like you're thinking she's like psychoderic levels she has that capability definitely she's gonna do something that's gonna be like what the hell is going on she's mad (laughs) okay (laughs) called it how it is yeah Kara how do you feel about Lindsay like regardless of the context or content sorry of this episode how do you feel about before we get to Lindsay there was a there was a reaction there was a reaction to to (laughs) Nanny Carrie and I want to explore that a little bit more if possible okay yeah go I just think it's a it was a cop out. I'm not sure it was saving face. I get so frustrated in shows like this where it's purposeful that it gave Nathan an out really mm. when he should have come clean. I get very mm. frustrated with that. And I feel like he gets away with that a lot. 
and has up until this point where he doesn't really have to say how he messed up because everybody gives Lucas all kinds of grief for every little thing that he does. But Nathan does a lot of stupid things. And while Mm. this, I don't think he did this because he, he didn't purposefully kiss her. His eyes were shut. She went for him, but he should have told Haley. And even with what Carrie said, he should have told Haley and said, no, wait, Mm -hmm. we really need to come clean. So I think it's more cop out than anything. So I pretty yeah, gone. Sorry. Well, so I I just think that there's a there's an element of Nathan is going to say it and is going to admit it, and yes, so she jumps in and it allows him to kind of cop out and get away from it. But I think it's her way of maintaining control. If she jumps in right at that moment and goes, the bad news is this, she still maintains control. Yeah. And she's got that over Nathan still, and and that's what it's all about with these crazy people. Simon, you'll know. <laughs> With these crazy weirdos... Who's saying I'm one of them? Am <laughs> I your psycho Derek? <laughs> he, he knows. Uh, <laughs> Colonel. Um, the, the, when these crazy people do these crazy things, it's all about control. It's all about feeling in control and, and, and holding that in place uh, and knowing that you have that. And if he says to Haley, this has happened, she loses that completely. She loses all control. She's kicked out. She can't do anything then. But while she's still allowed to be in the house and whilst Nathan still hasn't admitted it, she holds the cards. So that's what it's all about. Sorry, Simon, please. No, you're very good at this, Dominic. Very good at this. <laughs> Which is why uh, Nathan should have said something because then exactly. he takes oh, back control. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Or at least gives it to Haley. Right. And gives 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 Haley that power. Um, because Nanny Carrie would then end up, you know, decapitated or something like that, <laughs> and, and, and they they could continue their life, you know. So, yeah, great points, but from both of you, yeah, that's really great. I never really considered it considered it like that. And to your point, Kara, about Nathan getting away with this stuff, I don't think there's ever been a conversation where he has told Haley, "Hey." Back in season two, whatever time period that was in, (laughs) I very almost got off with your sister, you know, like, you know, he was, he went upstairs with her, like as if they were going to go down the business Mm -hmm. and it was her that stopped it. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think they're conversations that you need to take accountability for or actions you need to take accountability for. Like, I mean, these aren't in, that's not in the realms of reality for my life anyway. But if anything ever happened like that, I would be so riddled with guilt. My, like my mum used to say when I was a kid, she used to say she'd never have to ask me if I'd done something wrong because my conscience was so big. I would just tell her anyway, because I wouldn't be able to sleep that (laughs) night, you know? Um, So maybe it's saying something more about Nathan. Maybe he is actually psychotic because he feels (laughs) nothing. He has no emotions. (laughs) He sleeps like a baby every night, regardless of what's been happening. Well, we know who his father is, so. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yeah. True. Well, yeah. Lot, what? Lots of mentions of Dan in this episode. It felt like, which is, mm-hmm. which is normally a nod to a reappearance. So it would be nice to see him soon, next episode or one after, whatever. 
Yeah. Just yes, they, they just kept referencing. They kept referencing that jerseys come down. That jerseys come down. You know, Keith, Keith, Jimmy, jerseys come down. It came up a few times. So, it was like, oh, that's weird. You know, the jerseys come down. Cl- at least clean the wall. It looked awful. Um, <laughs> I thought that. Like, so can you not give it a wipe? Can you get just, a dental wipe out? Exactly. Just give it a go. You've got a ladder or whatever to get up there to take it down. Just take a yeah. sponge with you. <laughs> Christ. Um, but it, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, but I, I think the more the more shows do that, the more the more times they mention something or someone it, it it will reappear like mouth at the beginning of the episode going find the story find the story find the story and then when he's sitting in the office there's a picture of jimmy behind him it's good that's going to be the story you know you can tell that from the beginning of the episode um he's just got to you know work it out himself and get there but you everything that that they do in in like it feels like in in one tree hill is like very cleverly calculated to, to, to direct you to something and i uh, uh, i think that yeah definitely like the the mouth find the story was always going to be about jimmy and kind of what happened on that day and and the friendships and stuff and then the the, the pushing towards dan i thought maybe he would appear in this episode if he kept you know being talked about like we'd see him in prison or something but maybe maybe in this next one or the one after yeah so we will see i know his name's been coming up a lot as the director i think i think he's getting into directing episodes a lot at this point so even if he's not been in the episode i think he probably has had some sort of hand in it behind the scenes uh kara Lindsay is a bit of a divisive uh character in the eyes of the fans regardless of the content of this episode how do you feel about her as a character do you want her to and obviously i know that you know what happens though dom doesn't know what happens but do you want them to end up together or actually is she in the way and you want him with Peyton? um there's two parts to that question (laughs) how do i feel about her in this watch through um I really like Lindsay a lot and um, I like what she adds to the story and the dynamic um, because I think she's a really confident person. She's in the, she's an editor, which may or may not be depending on your perspective, more of a male driven um, office setting, but she's holding her own. Um, And so I think she's a powerful character. I like her a lot. I like her relationship with Lucas. Um, I don't want them to end up together. <laughs> but I like her a lot. Of history. <laughs> is, is that just because of the history? Because you've like seen Peyton and Lucas together that you want to see that come to a final fruition? Yes. That would be my preference. So the first time I watched One Tree Hill, um, I hated Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I was obviously much more focused on the Lucas Payton relationship. At this point now, looking through it, I can kind of see other elements. Um, But I think she definitely doesn't deserve any of the treatment that she gets from Peyton um I think she just is a she's in she's standing in the way of what Peyton wants and 
not a good place for her to be at the moment. But as far as her as a character and what she adds to the story, I like her a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I I think she, her relationship with Lucas feels more adult. And I feel like Lucas' relationship with Peyton still feels kind of teenage. And maybe that's us putting that onto them because we've just seen them acting as teenagers in the previous seasons. But with Lindsay, it feels more like a grown-up relationship. I mean, Dom, this episode kind of shades things in or colours in some of the gaps that we didn't necessarily have before with some more background on Lindsay and... Uh, kind of deepens the layers of her characters with some backstory and can endear us to her more. Did it endear you to her? Do you like her more? Are you fully team Lindsay or are you not interested? I I don't want to invest too much time in Lindsay because I know she's going to be like out of it soon. <laughs> I mean, she, like in terms of in a relationship with Lucas, that's not going to be a thing. I, I still think they're going to like he's pushing to get married sooner rather than later. I think he said that in the last episode, which inevitably means they're not going to get married or they'll get to the wedding day and they'll be uh, like, I can't go through with it. Or there'll be a like that similar to when Keith was going to get married. You know, it's just it's all a farce and she's a prostitute or something you know it's just, yeah. <laughs> you're a whore yeah. Karen yeah. Karen's just calling everyone a whore you know you're wearing a white dress you're a whore and that's you know Karen's Karen's bag but uh, I I think they'll <laughs> there's potential for them to get to wedding day but wedding not not go through you know like the, the old if anyone has anything to say before you know we you know officiate this you know and blah 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 and it'll be lucas that's like you know i can't do it or peyton might even get up and say you know don't do it or something will happen that will stop the wedding maybe that's the point where you know dan's been released from prison or something and he's like strolls up the aisle and's like you know what's up <laughs> like prison hardened down is like is out <laughs> give me your cornbread yeah I, I, I killed my brother but i'm out you know and just wandering around <laughs> just like free and loose doing what i like because you know i can because it's just, I, I think that sort of craziness would happen um in but you Montreal. want that to happen i know I'd, that you I'd want love it, it if he came back i actually i was i was actually thinking this to myself um earlier um, which is a bit sad. It's like I miss like Karen and Deb and a bit of grown-up interaction. I know they're meant to be adults right now, but they're not the proper adults, are they? They're not the adults we want. So, yeah. I actually yeah. think Lindsay, that the age they are. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just, I just I don't want to invest any time in Lindsay because I don't think she's <laughs> going to be around for long. So she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying about their age? Yeah, I think they're their emotional age and their actual age is really confusing throughout the season so far because in some ways they're acting like what they're supposed to be 22. And I think there's still an immaturity, especially regarding relationships at 22 that I think is normal that I think they're, but they seem so much older that it seems out of character. Like, Mm they they position them like they're probably what 25 26 27 
And when you're that age, you're kind of getting to that point where you should be having adult relationships and and looking towards the future. And then it seems off when they have these like petty things. But at 21, 22, that's still kind of, you're still working your way out of your teenage years into figuring out who you are as an adult. So I think it's confusing because I think they kind of play a couple different ages throughout I mean, that's really well put. And I mm. think that's something I've struggled with with the show from the pilot is that I've always seen them as like different ages and things because I think it's a bit muddled. Um, so, yeah, I fully agree. Is that it, what you was going to say, Dom? If if Tree Hill was a college and not a high school, I think maybe it'd make more sense. Like from the beginning. If, if they'd started as... Is it freshman in high in college still? Do you, mm-hmm. do you is it yeah. yeah? If they were freshmen in college rather yeah. than yeah, I agree because the stuff that they go through in high school feels more like college stuff, like um, mm. you know, all the drinking and whatever, and some of even the, like the more hard hitting serious stuff, like when uh, Peyton Gabe tries to drug or does drug Peyton and stuff. They feel more like college things i'm sure that yeah i'm sure that can happen in high schools and stuff but it feels more of that age you know when you go into parties and stuff so yeah Yeah. i agree and then and then they could have time jumped to your mid-20s and then would be a bit Mm -hmm. all right kind of of where we are yeah i mean some something we said before you um joined us uh carol was that tim is the only person that is like almost age appropriate and mm-hmm. and for his and the job that he does is almost like normal for someone of that age the the rest of them like the the uh, have these ridiculous opportunities and things that they they're going for and are super successful at ages that that would be almost impossible um and i i almost think when if if you were to take lindsay away from the group like haley sort of maybe acts a little bit older but she always has mm-hmm. that actually it will roughly be maybe like a year or two older than Mia. We were saying Mia's 19-ish around mm-hmm. there. They'd all be a year or two older than her and bickering kind of like teenagers, early 20s. You add Lindsay into the group. Lindsay adds like a few years. It's like Lindsay's a few years older than them mm-hmm. as well. She's got that air of maturity about her and, and, and being a bit older and wiser. Um, she loses that element in this episode, but for the most part, I, I quite often see Lindsay as being a bit more grown up. For um, sure, uh, and the rest of them still being so young, like watching, like the the lads when they came out. So let's let's come away from the library and go to the 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 gym, where we see them all walk out. You sort of think the the team that are walking behind you would look older than you. You know, it's, <laughs> it just it just feels very weird. It feels very strange. And we're also saying that Lucas is just so uninspirational and and, and comes across so badly when talking to the team that you just wouldn't mm-hmm. want to you wouldn't want to play from it. What he just doesn't the reason whitey was so wise and good at coaching and good at what he did is because he had so many years of experience and lucas has no years of experience and doesn't know how to communicate to the team and and convey something across because he goes well i won a championship so you should be winning a championship (laughs) and it's just rubbish it's just such a bad way of like managing the team so you would think as a writer he could come up with something a little more (laughs) even if he doesn't have the experience just yeah exactly just 
write something inspirational, you know, <laughs> pretend you're talking to someone else. Nick a bit from Henry V, you know, like everyone else playing that. <laughs> just do something. He he does the whole, like, bad cop without ever doing the good cop. Or he yeah. does, like, I'm so disappointed that you didn't, like, listen to what I had said. You know, he's sort of always playing that part. But he's never done the happy part. He's never done the bit at the beginning of like, hey, everyone, we're going to have a good time and enjoy ourselves. Remember what we did? He just goes straight into, you've disappointed me. We're, we've lost everything. You're the worst ever. This is the most important thing in the world right now, you know, than anything else. Yeah, it, he's not a good basketball coach. And it pains me because he, literally his character and this show inspired me into basketball which coincidentally after like a three-year hiatus i actually am back to basketball coaching as of tuesday yeah. next week That's um, great. yeah so i'm actually a bit nervous because it's, it's been a while but <laughs> i'm inspired i was inspired by this man and now i'm looking at it you know 12 years later and i'm thinking <laughs> But this guy's not a good coach. <laughs> it just I, proves I, that I, you can be inspired by actions and it doesn't necessarily have to be words. There you okay. go. There you and go. He could at least offer, you know, the good old fashioned shit sandwich, couldn't he? You know, give, <laughs> give him a bit of good. Yep. This is what you're really, really shit at. And then give him a little bit of good again, you know. Yeah, it's the lie, the truth and the lie. <laughs> exactly. That's all we want. But he's just not managing that very well. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, there, there's some sweet moments with Q and Jamie. This is where they're using Jamie where it doesn't bother me, where I'm like, this is sweet. This is nice. He's like he's like the mascot of the team and they're throwing him little jersey. You better suit up too. Like that, they're all nice moments. I do not approve of the new Ravens jerseys. Not <laughs> one bit. Who said you can put stars down the side? No... <laughs> Thank you, sir. Take Wayne. them back. Give them back to Wayne. In fact, I should email Wayne and say, how dare you? How dare A new look. Make them completely different then. Don't just throw stars on the side of the jerseys that we love and have immortalized. <sighs> Liberties. How did you guys feel about the new jerseys? <laughs> I didn't even notice they had stars on them. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> I actually looked at it and was like, what's different? Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Same. Don't know. <laughs> I, I did exactly the same. I, I honestly had no idea that, that they were any different. I was like, it was was the writing in a different colour on the front? Was was that different? Was It, it wasn't it that. It might have been like black that, rather that, than blue, yeah. It wasn't the whole shirt. It, maybe it was more dazzle clothy as well it just I, uh yeah maybe i don't know i just wasn't i wasn't feeling it and i don't know if this is a spoiler or not or when it comes to these jerseys it's different we could have done a whole podcast just on the jerseys or on the one on tv that actually would be quite no probably interesting to only me but i have yeah. two two things to say one you like jamie in this episode because he didn't have any words he didn't say anything he was uh -huh. silent so could be background performer and two <laughs> Um, lots of references to him being Lucas's son. 
which is absolutely like true. They all say it in the library. They all say it's basically identical to Lucas and, and could be. Mm-hmm. Haley's very defensive, which means, you know, she's protesting a lot, which means she almost certainly has slept with Lucas. And he even throws the thing as like, suit up, son, which I absolutely hated that moment. I thought it was dreadful, but he still said it. So there you go. And Nathan didn't, didn't bat an eyelid, so... Not his kid. Doesn't have any real emotional connection to Jamie. You can see it. You can see it in his cold, dead eyes. <sighs> well, he, we do. We have established that Nathan has no soul on this podcast episode. <laughs> and that's how he can sleep at night. So that makes sense. Well, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> let's go back. Let's, let's go back to the library then for a minute. And, uh, <sighs> Let's get into some of the meanness. Let's just get into it. I Peyton is instigating the in, the entire time. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's clapping back every now and again, sure, but it is it is defensive. And I I often think you know how people act so different when they're in a group to when you speak to somebody one-on-one. And I know Lindsay and Peyton have had issues have had conversations and arguments in a one-on-one situation but people are so much more reasonable and obviously they have a good reconciliation at the end but what makes this even worse is it's in front of an audience and like things like uh like shaming someone on on like their weight and shaming someone on like i don't know their face and all these physical features and all of these things is just just horrible just so horrible and it shows the shallowness of the person that's saying them you know Mm -hmm. and the one-dimensional attitude and it's pretty hard to defend Peyton in any facet in this episode this is probably the worst she's been in the entire show to date and this is all jokes aside I know it's a running joke that like we hate Peyton, ha ha ha. We do, but uh, <laughs> no, we don't really. We appreciate her character, and Hilary Burton is a great performer. But this episode is really tough. I mean, Kara, what what do you think? Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, I, in general, <laughs> historically, I really like Peyton, and I will stick up for her, even when others don't. But in this episode, you can't. I just, uh, nothing that she says to Lindsay is called for or appropriate, whether they were one-on-one or in a group, it just is terrible and almost portrays like, not as a character, but like to people watching this show that like women should talk to each other that way, which is terrible. They shouldn't. And I'd like to think most don't. (laughs) My friends and I didn't talk to each other that way, even if we had people in our group that we weren't close to. Um, Yeah, it's you can't justify anything that she says to Lindsay in this episode, no matter how jealous or I mean, we know that's the root, right? She's just jealous of her. Um, And even in the moments where Lindsay reacts, it's completely for self-defense and like, Peyton get pushes her buttons at some point and she strikes back, but that's totally out of character for her. And Peyton pulls that out of her. So Mm. yeah, not good. For sure. Dom. 
Wait, wow. wait. Let's unleash him. Undo it. Undo his handcuffs. He's off the leash. Go at it. Chew at the carcass. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Look, Peyton is horrendous in this episode. She's just so unnecessarily harsh. And I understand that she's hurt or she feels let down and pushed aside and, and that she's not good enough for Lucas because immediately after, you know, kind of redeclaring her love for him and kissing him, he goes and puts a ring on someone else's finger. Um, you, you know, dick move, but she's also just just a horrendous piece of shit. And she's so unlike, <laughs> like, she's so unkind to Lindsay for no reason other than Lindsay is nice. And Lindsay is, is the one that, you know, has managed to win Lucas over, you know, temporarily for now, you know, because again, I don't think it's going to last, but I just don't get it. There's even the moment where Lindsay tries to say, I'm intimidated by Peyton, you know, when they're all doing the nice, talking Mm -hmm. about the nice things. And she says, I'm intimidated by Peyton. All these things that Lucas read about, I can see the love. I can see how careful he was at putting these words. And he's very particular about what he wrote about you because he loves you so much. And to a degree, I still think that hasn't gone. And she has to come back and say, yeah, but, he, you know, put a ring on your finger and, rah, 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 and mm-hmm. just just pushes it all back all the time. Even though Lindsay was saying, I, you know, I'm threatened by you. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to open up a bit and just let's just try and calm this down a little bit and just just be ron- honest with each other. But no, 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 no. In true bitchy painting style at that moment, she has to, you know, th- throw her toys out the pram and go all in and really goes for the jugular. And it gets so bad. So there's there's bits I hate and there's things that I hate in the world. And it's happened to me before. You know, when you're in a group of people and it, it has happened and it's, it's really horrible and you're laughing and someone says, don't laugh. Why are you laughing? And it just throws you off. And Peyton does exactly that. It does exactly that to mm-hmm. Lindsay when they're all laughing at Tim and she says, don't laugh at him. Mm-hmm. But they're laughing at him. And it's mm-hmm. like, we've got the right to laugh at him. Yeah, because because we we you know we went to school with him and we we made fun of him at school, so we're allowed to make fun of him now. You're not. And she was just kind of laughing along. He was even laughing. So mm-hmm. it was just a really horrible moment. So I'm kind of, I hate that. And that's happened to me a few times in my life, and I've just wanted to you know smack the person that's done it. And just go, oh yeah, yeah, terrible human being. But yeah, <laughs> she's she's awful. She's just awful. And the apologies at the end, just uh, I mean, when she said. I thought it was going to come, you know, in terms of the, you've been given it. I kept saying, didn't I? I think in the watch along, when she going to say that that was my ring first, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and oh, I might have even said it on the last episode. I'm not sure, but uh, she, and she did. And she said, you know, it's going to make you feel really shit, basically finding out that this is, that was my ring first. He proposed to me and blah, 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 blah. And then she kind of has to backtrack and say, oh, I didn't even see the ring and it wasn't that one. And he must really care for you because that ring belonged to, Karen and it was given to her by De- um not Dan Jesus Keith. <laughs> so you know it, there's, there's so much about that like the fact that she has a complete 180 and tries to be nice and Lindsay kind of accepts it even though Lindsay's had to defend herself about her father's death and everything that she mm-hmm. went through yeah and she's like well I had two mums and they both died and it's just like that doesn't make up for you being a I was gonna say a very bad word then but you know you get you get the picture you can, and you can't compare your pain to somebody else's. Like everyone's pain exactly. is completely individual, and it doesn't give you any right to tell anybody else about themselves or their pain. It, it 
Yeah, the whole when they're doing the song sort of back and forward, and Peyton does the you know, and he gave me the same ring or whatever. Like I, I would obviously never hit anybody, let alone a woman, but she would be testing me. <laughs> I want to take a shoe. I'll take a shoe off and throw it at her from across the room. Like is Lind? Uh, I forget the woman's name. Is it? Mac- is it Michaela McManus? Is that her name? The the woman, the actress yes. that plays Lindsay is. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is phenomenal in that mm-hmm. moment where uh, she's like telling her down, basically, and saying, you know, that she was there with. She had to turn the ventilator off for uh, her dad and all of that. Like, like you felt it. Like you felt mm-hmm. that pain, and it just radiated even further. How much of a douche and dare i say bitch peyton was in that moment it's uh yeah it is the worst episode for her uh, i i will be completely baffled if anyone in the comments is defending peyton <laughs> you can't you absolutely can't there's, there's, you can't there's just no way that you could possibly defend her in this episode mm-hmm. Other episodes where we've there's going to be one raving in the comments. Other other episodes where we've had a go at her, fair enough, you know. But this one, no, it's just not possible. And if you do defend her, you're wrong. Sorry, (laughs) don't care what you say, you're wrong. Chalk it up in the wrong column. (laughs) Uh, It's rough. It's rough. Uh, We also we have to talk about the the infamous that. I'm hungry line, which I had built up for must be years so now. Much. Literally waited for this line for two fucking years. And it was not nowhere near. I was so excited at the beginning of the episode because I saw that they were in a library and they're locked in. And you'd hinted that it was going to be a library. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And you tried throwing me off. And I was like, this has got to be it. This has got, it's got to happen here. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And it just came out like it was quite blasé. And I was really expecting a, I'm hungry, like be really irritating. And it wasn't at all. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just remembered it being more and it wasn't. It's just my own internal dialogue and hatred, I guess, for Peyton. It just made it, you know, like someone said something, but it's annoyed you. So in your head, it starts as like, I'm hungry. And you think, think about it again. Bastard. I'm hungry. Think about it again. <laughs> Pause movie. I'm hungry. Yeah, shut up. I'm hungry. That's, I think that's literally what happened over You've time. Over 12 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there you go. And, and it was even like a jokey moment. They're talking about like eating each other, right? Or who would, <laughs> which doesn't sit well, I'm sure, Dom, after you just watch like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing in two yeah. days straight. Yeah, I, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have watched it in two days. I should have, I, if I was going to binge anything, it was not that. I should have sp- spread that out over It's a, it's a, a different weeks. type of binge to Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Cobra Kai was in a day. This was over two and it was like, even even when I said this to you earlier, Simon, but when Netflix came up and said, are you still watching? I was like, I'm going to turn it off because I think I've, I think I'm done with this today. I'll catch up with the rest of this another day. And yeah, silly. It's hard, hard to, very good, very well put together program but very very difficult viewing knowing it's real but anyway we'll come have, to that another have, time. have you seen it Kara? no and i'm not going to 
<laughs> that's no, not what I'm going to watch. It, it, it sounds pretty far away from Virgin Virgin River. Yeah. I mean, I like fiction, like police, and like I love Criminal Minds. But when it's like real, real, like it happened, like mm. I, I struggle with that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, creepy, very, very creepy. Well, um, okay, so. Should we talk? We haven't really spoken much about Brooke um, or Haley. Uh, I found mm, there's a nice nod to Solaris. Yeah, on the back of the magazine. On the back of the magazine, the model from yeah, that was good. Nice nod to her and that episode. That was good. Discussing Brooke's difficult relationship with her mother. Mia's the one that brings it up. Mia says, you know, you're rich, successful, great person, all of that. Yep, yep, yep. Why do you let your mom kind of treat you so badly? She didn't say it you like know? that. She said that you're horrible stink of a mom. I, I thought, to me, I was like, I'd think, I don't know you like that to be talking about yeah. my mom like that. And even if I did know you like that, don't be talking about my mom like that. Like th- mm. That's kind of the the given rule of life <laughs> is you don't talk about other people's moms. Like you just don't do it, you know? So, but yes. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, just she then gets incredibly defensive as as you would as anyone would Brooke I mean uh, and is like we're not going to have this discussion now kind of thing and Haley and Peyton kind of stick their oar in as they normally do and they're like you know you started the company it wasn't Victoria and it's actually well Victoria is the one that kind of pushed it to be a success and got the magazine going and it was that was kind of her idea and yes my designs and I was, you know, kind of birthed the idea, but she's the one that's taken it to the next level and made it the success that it is. And without her, that might not have happened. So I've been with her every day over the last four years. Where have you been? I've been with you, you know, a couple of times over the last couple of months, you know. And I thought that was a really good point where she really pushed back at me. And I was like, my mom's been with me every day for the last four years and you've been nowhere you know I barely heard from you so you know you can't say anything you can't say that you know that you're more supportive than she is because you know I haven't really seen you or heard from you so I thought that was a really good point I quite like that but on the other side all the stuff about I'm not going to find Owen because that ruins my chances of sleeping with him <laughs> oh, fuck off oh, they could have just dropped that in the bin as well and old shit that, that, that sort of shit really brings the ratings down for me the episode, by the way. You remember Tim for this one, though? Oh, yeah, Tim. I love Tim. Kara, <laughs> <laughs> were you happy to see Tim back? Yeah, I thought it was a great little moment for him. And um, actually, I think he has my favorite line in the episode. Um, but what you said earlier about him being like the most age appropriate, like he was, yeah, it was Tim being Tim, but an older version of Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And it exactly. was, it was fun. I liked it. And I'm not, I, I didn't really care for Tim in the earlier seasons. Um, same. <laughs> so like if he never came back, I never, it wouldn't have been a problem for me. Um, but the way they do it in this episode, I thought was cool. 
I'm guessing this is their way of signing off Tim because he disappeared for so long. I'm kind of thinking he goes, I miss you guys. And that's, that's kind of it. And he fades off as well. There's a weird fact, like people don't fade. I don't walk down corridors and fade out. It's so weird that, that shows do that. You know, there was the whole, we're talking about past relationships and, and Keith and we're talking about Jimmy and we can hear mouth banging on about it in the background, but I don't understand why Tim just suddenly vanishes. Like, was was he never really there? Tim didn't really exist. Did they imagine him? You know, it's, it's all, just... It's all weird. It's, this episode has some odd... Uh, like, the, the singing and, yeah, yeah. there's just some oddness. Just, I can't deal with it. I can't do it like topsy-turvy. Oh, there's no need. But, you know, you know like, they have... Um, for all TV shows, they have what they call like the show Bible, and within that, it has the rules of the show. So if it's, it will say literally in there because they have different writers for every episode, and it will say the supernatural element limit of like the show. Like you can go to this point, but you can't go to this point because it's got to stay within context. We can have ghosts, we can't have ghosts. You can you can do flashbacks, you can't. You can do you know, and so that. The whole show has that same feel all the way through, and it feels like they kind of just threw that show bible to out the window for this episode, and but we're just it, like, you it know. does make you think: was Tim really there? Because Tim goes, "Do you believe in ghosts?" Or do you think Keith and Jimmy are still around and there's still a presence? And then he fades out, so maybe he wasn't really there, and it just kind of then starts putting this weird doubt in your mind that actually this weird bit of conscience that let them out of the you know they had to deal with their shit and tim was the one that that got them to really deal with it and talk and air everything and then calm it down and then let them out the library and then faded away it was just weird he was it's like he was supposed to be some sort of spirit and it was just made no sense other than tim being the pizza boy coming in going all right you you know you idiots for getting stuck in here oh well we're stuck in here let's have a chat for a bit and i I quite like hanging out with you so i'm just going to stay and not tell you that you can remove that middle bar bit and walk out you know, and quite enjoyed it, and then just walk off down the hall. That that I think that would have been just been fine, but they had to add this kind of weird element to it, and it really it sort of detracts from the, the the kind of the actual sentiment of what Tim was saying, which is "I miss you guys, um, stay in touch," and then then he can just bugger off. But I'm kind of guessing the whole fade out thing means we won't see Tim anymore, and I was upset when we didn't see him the first time. So um, because you grew to love Tim. He grew, I grew to like him. I grew to like him, you know. When he's... With the strippers and he was getting arrested and he exactly. still thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> With Deb Silly. and he's wearing like the leopard print underwear or whatever. Exactly. Silly boy, but hilarious. <laughs> I should have noticed because on the second watch, it was quite clear that, you know, you could see Brett Claywell come up in the titles and I yeah. hadn't noticed that on the first watch. So I'm going to pay attention to any credits. No, no. <laughs> now we have to skip those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, anything that we haven't hit on, we'll hit on in the judgments. But before we get there, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then come on rate review subscribe five stars only we are not interested in anything (laughs) less if you have anything less or negative to say please write it in an email where we can personally rebuttal not on a review for other people to see please be kind or just keep it to yourself um yeah (laughs) 
Well, let's get into judgments. Wait, do we do the Ravens hoops bit before? No, we do this now. Ravens, go check us out. Support. It's been a minute. Check us out. Support us. Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. <laughs> that care they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. We appreciate all of our Ravens. It is humbling that that you exist carer it's humbling that you exist we're, we're so grateful we're so thankful uh it's a wonderful community of really lovely people so if you want to get involved then please please do carer judgments you know that these questions go in order right yes did you tell dom what i wrote to you about that i don't know if you did yeah i'm sure i did yeah <laughs> yep. i actually thought I skipped part of the audio because you went out of order and I didn't get the two that I normally get first. And then when you did it later in that episode, I was like, oh, okay. But you didn't do it in order. (laughs) (laughs) He never does. He's brainwashed all of you. I'm just telling you. (laughs) No, it's just consistency. Well, Kara, who was your favorite performer of this episode? I had Michaela McManus, which is how I knew her name, um, for exactly the same reason you mentioned her, the part where she's talking about her dad, super powerful, um, performed it really well, but also she always performs well. I think she does her character really well and uh, appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Great choice. Dom? I, I very, very nearly picked the same, but... I couldn't not pick Brett Claywell. I uh, just thought he brings an amazing ridiculousness to the character of Tim and had a really nice kind of sentimental moment at the end. The fade out's not his fault. I can't blame the actor for that. <laughs> so uh, I got, I'm going to go with Brett Claywell. Uh, and you, Simon? I am going to also go with Michaela McManus for the reasons that we said for, yeah, really good. Brett Clay, it was great to see Brett Claywell again, of course, and potentially he'll be mentioned in some of my other judgments. Kara, who was your favourite character of the episode? I picked Mia. Um, for all the reasons I already mentioned, but I liked her as the, the pot stir, um, kind of the outside looking in, but causing the trouble and then being able to step out of it again. Um yeah, I liked her, but she also the encouragement thing um kind of brought out her her positive personality and and wanting to be a good person and not just the sarcasm, but together I thought it made a really well-rounded character for this episode especially. Yeah, nice. And she is in that perfect position that you all want to be in. If there's drama, you don't want to be involved in it. <laughs> you want to be out of it, but close enough to it that you can sometimes just poke it and ask a question here or there, but not be affected by it. You know, it's the perfect position. Dom, favorite character? I was very, again, very close to picking Lindsay. Um, I loved it when she picked up the chair and fell backwards when she wanted to, because she's claustrophobic and she wanted to get out. And she did that very well. It's kind of like that funny sense of panic that, that she brought to it at that time. Just the emotional bits as well. Fantastic. Really, really good performance. But I've had to go with Tim. 
Tim made it like super exciting for me when he appeared and he came in and he's strutting down the corridor and he's got the pizza and just a beautiful moment. So yeah, Tim. Uh, and what about you, Simon? That's a good call. I also have to go with our boy Tim. Just because it's yeah. lovely to see him. He rapped. So he was just so Tim. <laughs> it was great. And he did have a nice sentimental moment at the end as well. Kara, your favourite background performer, what Dom? One line, Hollis. I had to go back and watch this again to find a background performer. Um, I took all my other notes during the watch along, but I couldn't get that one. And it's because they only really had background performers at the very, very beginning. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, Anyway, I picked basically the guy that has to check the gate and steps into Haley and um, Peyton's shot to say, all right, gate's good. Let's move on. And then walks out again. Nice. Good call. Dom. Um, I picked there's, so when Haley, Lindsay and Brooke are actually sitting on the, I guess they bleachers. I don't know on the, whatever what about to watch the basketball game or waiting for it to start and they decide to get up to go wherever um i can't remember why they're getting up to go something like go, go and have a look around the school or whatever there's a kid that has to get up to let them out so i picked that kid he's like all right okay he's got to stand up to let all these people out he doesn't look too happy about it so i picked him simon she forgot her mind. camera that's why before we all had cameras on our phones we had separate cameras there you go exactly (laughs) thank you so much good memories i'm gonna say when it's mia's video music video one of the the kid that's like sat behind her or like to the side when they all sort of look up at the camera that yeah exactly that uh what about your favorite line kara I picked Tim on this one. I miss you guys. No one keeps in touch anymore. More for how he says it. I felt I felt that one. <laughs> like, I think we all have felt that way. Um, yeah. Quickly, when I, when I graduated high school, they took a picture of our whole class. Um, so we were all sitting by our friends and everything, and they were. And the guy that was taking the picture says, look to your left and right you're probably never going to see these people again. And, you know, as seniors in high school, you're like, I'm going to see you for the rest of my life. You're my best friend. And then as time goes on, it's like, oh, man, like we really didn't stay in touch like we thought we were going to, which is life. But it's kind of a sad sentiment. So Yeah. It's like you don't realize how small of a bubble you're in until it gets popped and then you're in the the real world. Mm. Dom? Um, I was also going to pick that line by Tim, but I couldn't not pick the line that had been built up <laughs> to me for so long, for like almost two years, uh, that was Peyton saying, well, you're dead and I'm hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> I, went with, I went with that line, yeah. What about you, Simon? Got to be the same. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we've like that line's done now. 
But is it done? I think it needs to be on a hoodie. I'm pretty sure (laughs) it needs to be on a hoodie. At least a t-shirt. I'll speak to Ali. We'll get some artwork going. (laughs) It will take me a long time to explain. So look, there's a scene in this episode. In fact, let me just send you this clip. You'll get it. (laughs) I actually was Uh, convinced that it must be in a later episode because of how anticlimactic it was. And now I'm worried that I'm just hearing your voice in my head and it's not really <laughs> Peyton that I thought I was hearing. <laughs> I, I hope that that for you and for Dom and any and everyone listening, that for the rest of your lives, if any time you hear someone say, oh, yeah, I, I could eat, I'm hungry, I want it instantly in your head to just hear, I'm hungry. <laughs> If that's Problem. happened, I'll take that as my legacy. <laughs> already, already happening, mate. So, <laughs> I've even said it back to people. No, like, you haven't. Oh, I am hungry. I'm hungry. And then, what? Don't worry. <laughs> Has that really happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. That- that's a yeah, yeah. that's a win. That's, that's a, win a win right there. <laughs> okay. Um, your favorite song, Kara. Um, I went with Kate Vogel's It's Only Life, the one she's doing the music video to at the beginning. I like that one a lot. Nice. Yeah, I like that one too. Dom? Um, I think there's a song by Lenny Kravitz in the episode. Did he let you have it? Bring it on. Sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, But I actually would like to say... um, my favourite song was by Lindsay, and that was My Name's Peyton, <laughs> Fake Blonde Peyton, I Have a Boyfriend Because I'm a Bitch. That was my favourite song of the episode, so I'm going with that. What about you, Simon? That's good. <laughs> Sorry, the Lenny Kravitz thing is from a rap battle, again, where someone says, oh, someone looks like Lenny rap. Kravitz, and they go, oh, is Lenny Kravitz going to let me have it? I just like the rhyme of it, so I'm sorry, it's silly. Rhyme. It does rhyme. How dare you? Lenny Kravitz, let me have it. That's that's like, there's like three syllables that rhyme in there. It doesn't rhyme. No, you don't understand rhyme. I'm sorry, Kara. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Because it doesn't rhyme. Dominic, don't make me spit my lyrics again. <laughs> don't rap them, you spit them. Uh, spit them. Was the question? Yeah, Mia's song. I like the, I like the music video one. I actually... I like gave her so much stick. I like impersonated her voice and everything, but I can't lie. I like the song. So, <laughs> um, okay. And then last but not least is the precious, precious rating. Kara, you're already Raven tonight. So we have had no other, there's not, no other, uh, score to put in here. So did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Um, I was waffling between two. Okay. And have you decided on on one? I mean, one of them will come out of my mouth. I'm not sure which one yet. <laughs> okay. We'll find out. Dom, you know the questions. They make me repeat I, them. I have a number. It was between two. And I think I've made my decision what about you simon same I questions have, i have my number i'm pretty firm on it i think i'm good with it okay but we'll see 
So we'll say them in unison after three, just like our singing. Let's hope that they're more uniform <laughs> this time. One, two, three. Eight. eight. Six. Oh. Okay, so just for clarity, Kara was an eight. I was an eight. Dom was at a six. Dom, I think we just need to remind you that Tim was in this episode. <laughs> there was real drama here. Tension, really good performances. Basketball. Basketball. Jamie oh, well, didn't really any basketball. Dom, <laughs> Jamie didn't have any lines. Q but he was... did exist. <laughs> Q was good. Q he was nice. Lines. Yeah, but he was good. Like had these nice interactions, mm-hmm. and th- this was like a payoff of a lot of build-up that's been happening over this whole season so far, and we really got some payoff. You know, the two numbers I was bouncing around were seven or six. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, six was like the stronger feeling because of all the, the, the points that I'd sort of pulled out of it and pulled apart. Um, I'm willing I'm willing to go to seven if you'll meet me at seven. I'm not sure I can give this an eight. Well, Kara, how do you feel? So I was waffling between a seven and an eight. Um... The memorableness of the show kind of moved me up to an eight of the episode moved me up because like I said, it's it's one of the most memorable, I think, in the season. There's a lot of things to it. So I went with eight, but I, I could go seven. I think you but could go seven. Ca- ca- can I just say <laughs> one thing? Right, just, just picture this, okay? You've had a long day at work, okay? You haven't had any time to eat. You had to skip lunch. You get home and you think, I'm hungry. And so that line reminds you that of this episode. And for that alone, it should bump up to an eight. No. <laughs> I think I think there's like Brett Claywell being back, Tim being back. His really sentimental moment at the end was good. But uh, I th- Mia was, was like, as a character was good, but I have to admit, performed incredibly badly. Lindsay, <laughs> is, it was the outstanding uh, character and performer. The whole basketball bit was a load of old crap. Could have got rid of that from the whole episode. Oh, God, here he goes. It's literally the only reason they, they were at the school was for the basketball, and it was the worst bit of the episode. Um, them walking out rubbish all right um, all right it's a back seven off tim off. fading away just come on i'll go to i will go up to seven i i accept that it, it is a seven but there's why no do way you have to make eight. it always feel like you're doing someone a favor when you give a rating <laughs> you, a no, you always make it feel like i do i'm doing this for you by making bringing your rating down <laughs> Does that not make you feel better about it? No. Every time I finish a podcast episode, I feel like trash. I'm like, that was really good for an hour and a half, two hours. The last five minutes didn't feel very good. I don't understand quite why. Maybe I didn't get what I wanted. I was led down the garden path to a shallow grave. He he sold it to me like I I wanted that. All right, I, I, I will go. Me, me and me and Kara are a seven, right? Am I right, Kara? Are you are you with me on a seven now? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be, but <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you're there. <laughs> All right, 
I'll, this I'll is a, this is a hard meet. episode to fight. I mean, I would never go below a seven, but um, it's hard to fight higher on this episode. There you go. I'll begrudgingly go there. Begrudgingly. I mean, I also, I've been rating these low this whole season. I go exactly. for a higher rating. I get <laughs> shut down. <laughs> well, this was great. This was really fun. Kara, thank you so much for your support, for being here, for your insight. Always really enjoy these conversations. I look forward to parting ways with one of these pop funkos in <laughs> wilmington and uh meeting you in person but yeah thank you so much we really appreciate you yeah thank you always happy to to spend some time with you guys and love picking apart the episodes that i love to watch so thanks for the opportunity yeah. oh thank you so much for joining it's great having you on and you i, I love sometimes like the opposing view you have and the just the different kind of aspect and the different angle that you'll look at things and and bring to the table and makes me and simon both go yeah <laughs> you know like, actually yeah that's a really good point so i love that that's brilliant and, and we just love the fact that you join us for podcasts and watch alongs and you you're uh, you know fantastic to to know and get to know as well so thank you so much <laughs> thank you but but before we get out of here you know what's up Dom can do dances, he can do impressions, he can do accents. I one day someone will pull the trigger on that and you'll be doing you'll be doing a robot or something while doing a Swedish accent. (laughs) It'll be great. But what what would you like to hear for the Ravens chant? I forgot to think about this one. Um gosh, is there something you haven't done? Have you done a Boston accent? That would be fun. I think I tried. I think because <laughs> um, Mia, our Raven, was lives in Boston. I tried to do a Boston accent, and it went horribly wrong. But I mean, they all do, so it's fine. <laughs> Reason to hear it again, then. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it better. Even practicing. I need, con- I need context, <laughs> which doesn't help that I have none. You got to get the coffee out the car. <laughs> That's all I got. That's really good. You gotta get the coffee out the car. <laughs> okay. Skipping We're the R's. Try. Skipping the R's is important. They don't say oh, R's. So we'll be a- Avens on three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ravens. We're gonna go Ravens on three. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ravens. Well, we're gonna do this now. We got Ravens on three. Yeah. One. Uh-huh. Two. Yeah. Three. Uh huh. Ravens. <laughs> Ravens in the car. <laughs> in the car. It's out in the car. <laughs> Excellent.